Coming to you live from the JRE Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studios, it's the Cigar Pulpit. Hello everybody and welcome to another service from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm the Bishop of the Burn, Nick, and I've got a little deja vu, but uh, I'm joined by phone by Luke, also known as my 635 millimeter on Instagram. How you doing, Luke? Hello, Nick. How are you, buddy? Yeah, I, I'm giving us a little bit of uh, deja vu here, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I'm dead to get. Yeah, you know. I'll out myself and say this is take two, but whatever. We didn't get that far into take one. <laughs> so, anyway, today we're going to be reviewing um, what smoked well in 2023. Um this is the I'm, I'm doing my recap where I give my personal ten favorite cigars that I smoked on the show this year. No particular order. I'm not ranking them. It's just it is what it is. It's, you know, out of all the cigars that I fired up on the show, these are the ten that stuck out to me. And I figured, you know, if we're going to be discussing good cigars from the year, why not get like you know one of the better reviewers that I know out there to come on and talk about what cigars he enjoyed. So nice you, sir. Oh, well, yeah. We'll do it, though. Well, I'm glad to do it. Well, this will be fun. So, you are currently coming to us from uh, your basement, correct? I'm coming from the depths of uh, my basement here in uh, not-so-cold Canada, believe it or not. It's really mild. I know earlier we were talking about how, uh, how mild it is in your area, but I can... Uh, I can tell you, we haven't done snow yet, which is pretty odd. Well, that's good. I mean, I don't. I'm not a fan of snow. I know some people just love snow and whatever. I I don't have any use for it. But um, I and so the reason I ask about your basement is I assume that means you are not going to be joining me in a cigar on this episode. I will not. I will remain happily married <laughs> and not, not have a cigar. It is cold enough that uh, that I will not be uh, Going doing this outside. outside, but yeah. Nope. I'll have to invest. I'll have to invest in your idea. I like it. I mean, it's not a bad little setup, and it's relatively inexpensive. In the gra- it's cheaper than going out and getting like a mini home or something like that to put in the backyard. I mean, it's not like a shed, right. but it's whatever. Well, I figured that I would go ahead and fire up the uh, number one cigar, according to the Cigar Pulpit Parishioners list of 2022, since, you know, we're kind of talking about lists and various things like that. I figured, why not go with the Parishioners pick for 2022, and I'm going to be firing up the West Tampa Tobacco Black. It is a 6x52 Toro, featuring an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, Nicaraguan binder, and filler from Condega and Esteli in Nicaragua. And I, uh, you know, figured that this would be a good one because aside from talking about what cigars I enjoyed this year uh, on the show and hearing what cigars Luke has enjoyed or enjoyed smoking this year, um, I figured also we would go ahead and review, um, you know, uh, cigars four through ten on the uh, Cigar Pulpit Parishioners Top Cigars of 2023 list as well. So, 
Anyway, so why don't we go ahead and prep to cut the cigar? The official cutting is brought to you by Dan the Man Ponder over there at Riverman Cigar Company. And guys, you know, if you didn't get what you wanted for Christmas, um, you know, maybe there was a cutter you were eyeing. Maybe there was some cigars you were eyeing. You know, give Dan the Man Ponder a call. He does mail order over there and uh you know he's got a nice selection of cigars and accessories and all kinds of fun stuff so you can give him a ring if you're in the st louis area go buy him browse you know he's gonna have all sorts of good stuff in the humidor you know for you to smoke and enjoy and uh you know right now i know things are a little as we were you know you were saying it's it's a little mild temperature wise but we are going to be coming into january here soon and we all know that january in st louis sucks so if you're in the st louis area and you want to find a nice comfortable place to go and have a cigar dan the man ponder over there at riverman cigar company's got you covered so if you're in the st louis area go by and say hi if you're not in the st louis area support a brick and mortar shop give him a call Talk to him. Talk to Miss Cindy. Get a nice shipment of cigars and accessories sent to you right away. That's Riverman Cigar Company, Crestwood, Missouri. And with that, it's time to go ahead and cut the cigar. So, how the hell you been, buddy? It's been a minute. Very good. And I must say Dan is the man. I know it rhymes. It just rhymes, but he is the man. Right. So, I, I wish I was in town. Trust me, it would be uh, in this kind of weather. I'd be definitely chilling out in this comfortable little leather couches and whatnot yeah sitting there but i've been i've been good i've been good you i it's been, it, uh, it i mean you know what it's always busy getting to christmas it's always just hectic 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 but then once you get to christmas it seems like that week <laughs> between christmas and new year's and to be honest that week that first week of january also it tends to be so slow and i love it so much i live for that week <laughs> because it's like we, nope. all know, we all know your issues with Christmas. Oh, do, well, <laughs> well, I mean, I don't have issues with Christmas. I mean, but but it's one of those. Oh, the present giving. Is oh, right. yeah. Well, you know, I've given up. I gave up on that this year. Um, but, um, you know, but it's one of those things where um, it's uh, it's nice to have that week or two where nobody's bothering you about anything. You know, you realize that eventually the world, real world's going to come back and 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 need you for stuff but it seems like for at least a week maybe two everybody just kind of keeps to themselves does their own thing enjoys life a little bit and everybody can go a little slower it reminds me truthfully of covid time you know when everything yeah. seemed to slow down i don't yeah, know stores get closed and less busy they suddenly die off so, i mean you guys do you have boxing day uh dumb question but that in the states, you know. No, I I mean it's on the calendar here, but uh, I'll be I'll be honest, I don't know what it is. Oh, well, you find you know, someone you don't like, and you just adorn some boxing gloves. And uh, no, I'm kidding. Well, that's kind of what but, I assumed uh, is know. that all the Canadians were just up there beating <laughs> the shit out of each other. Just haymakers, you know, nice. left and right. Nice. No, uh, it's it's basically like the, the way. It's, each the day after, right? Yeah. Everyone returns the gifts they never wanted, then takes that money and transfers it to something they wanted or whatever. It's, it's huge sales. It's, uh, so it's, it's, a, hate it. you so hate it's it. a retail thing? Yeah, it's kind of a, kind of a Black Friday thing, right? Uh, like, I kind of uh, thought it was maybe more like a religious thing or so. I didn't realize that it was a retail-oriented uh, kind of thing. I think something to do with boxes. 
like boxing day. Okay, well, you know what? You could be straight up lying to me right now, and I would still (laughs) believe you because I don't know any better. Um, So, whatever. So, I'm going to do a cold draw on the uh, West Tampa Tobacco Black here. And uh, it's got a little bit of a, like, wood component. I don't know. I you know some people could say, oh, it's cedar or pine or whatever. I I it's wood. I don't know what it is. But then there's like a sweetness, like a dried fruit kind of sweetness component to it as well. Yeah. So yeah. I I haven't smoked this nearly as much as I would have liked this year, only because um, there's not many places in St. Louis that actually carry West Tampa tobacco. Um, I had to go uh, over to uh, the Hill Cigar Company to pick this up but um you know that's okay and uh i the bottom line is um uh, i wish more people in st louis did carry them because i i do like this cigar but it's just not super readily available in my area yeah i mean from my in my area i've never seen it nor have i tried them um i'm looking forward to uh, we do that fishing trip with the guys every may in florida yeah, and I'm certain I'm certain it's a little more, more common in that area. Although we're, we're more on the Gulf side, uh, actually Tampa is a Gulf side, correct? Yeah, yeah, Tampa's a Gulf. So side. we're a couple hours, couple hours south of that. So okay, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'm sure you'll find it down there. I would imagine that that uh, uh, most of the shops down there probably carry it. I mean, and and you know, it was the top cigar according to the parishioners. Uh, in their list last year, but I will say the fine folks over at West Tampa Tobacco, they've really just done an excellent job this year of pushing out, you know, products and getting their name out there and everything. So, you know, for what it's worth, um, I, I would imagine you'd be able to find this pretty easily in uh, finer tobacco shops in Florida. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So before we get into our list, our list why don't we... Um, take a moment and review, uh, cigars four through 10 of the parishioners list. So let me look that up actually. Um, I got to look that up cause I have it on the phone, but, uh, didn't have it, uh, as readily available as I thought I did. Okay, so coming in at number 10, and mind you, you know, if you guys are following on social media and everything like that, a lot of this should not be a surprise. Um, but uh, it's, it's it, you know, for those of you who aren't, it's nice to review here. And just to uh, also review as to what this list is. This list is a uh, listener compiled top 25 list. Um, all of the cigars were nominated by listeners, all of the cigars were voted on by listeners, and I had nothing to do with it. So, if a manufacturer is mad about their placement, take it out with the consumers, because uh, I had nothing to do with it. But you shouldn't be mad. This is all consumer-driven, so if you made it on this list, you should be really happy that, that people are smoking your cigars. And uh, in a prior episode with Nick Gervais, we went over cigars 11 through 25, but now we're going to touch on uh, cigars 4 through 10. So I'm going to start with number 10, and we have the Big Sky Blackfoot. Um, Luke, have you tried that one at all? I have not. I'll be honest, I haven't either. 
Um, I've smoked other cigars from oh. Big Sky Cigars. Uh, they're out of Montana. Um, but I can't say as I've smoked the Blackfoot. Um, I'm sure it's good. I like the other the stuff. Oh, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Um, yeah, what a great start. We both haven't smoked this. Um, <laughs> it looks, uh, yeah, my favorite wrapper, a Sanger wrapper, a bottle binder, fillers grow. Medium strength. I don't know. It looks really good. It looks like it looks oily. Yeah. I mean, I like the stuff from Big Sky that I have smoked, so I'm sure it's probably good. But yeah, it, uh, it definitely does seem like it would be a meaty cigar. So. Yeah. Wh- where do you say they're out of? Uh, Montana. Montana. Yep. Okay. I do remember. Have they not on your show or no? Uh, yeah, they were on. Oh, it's been a little years, bit. Yeah. It may have been 2022 they were on. But yeah. Um, okay. yeah, we'll have to revisit them at some point here soon. Um, and then coming in at number nine, we have the Aladino Sumatra. That was the, uh, release that came out this fall in, um, uh, kind of, uh, in place of the, uh, Corojo Reserva number four. And I have smoked that twice on the show and it's an amazing cigar. I love it so much. I, I have tried this. I, uh, I believe uh, last time I came up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good cigar. Really good cigar. There you go. They, they don't. They don't. Um, they don't disappoint. No. No. Albino. Yeah. No. Well. They don't, they don't seem to rush through things. You know what I mean? Like when they do a release, it's it's pretty calculated. Oh, for sure. I mean, you know, they uh, they had the PCA cigar that came out earlier this year. And uh, that was supposed to be uh, Julio's, I think, 85th birthday cigar. But he wasn't happy with the 85th birthday cigar that he had made. And so he wanted to give it some more time. And so then he came up with this other cigar that became the PCA Special Edition cigar. So, you know, it's it's just it's it's just one of those things, man. You know, you're like you said, they don't they don't rush it, but they put out great product. And speaking of which, they also took the number eight spot. With the Aladino Cameroon, which is an old favorite of the parishioners. Um, that cigar came out a couple of years ago, but uh, that's the thing about this list. It doesn't have to come out in 2023. It can come out pretty much any time, and it's a matter of you know what's smoking good and everything else. So um, the parishioners put Aladino, the Aladino Cameroon on again at number eight. Nice. And then coming in, I'm sorry? I cannot blame them. No. No, it's a great cigar. So, yeah, absolutely. And then coming in at number seven, we have the Byron 1850 uh, from Selected Tobacco and United Cigars. I personally have not had the Byron 1850. I've had other Byron cigars. And, dude, I mean, the Atabay is out of this world. The Byron is right there with it. It's just such a great cigar line. Yeah, unfortunately, it's the same same situation with uh, me living where I live. Um, I haven't seen those. A, no, some of the cigar blends that you get to have, I actually never see because they're like basically, um, you know, centered centered your regions uh, eventually. Hopefully, well, we I mean, need to fix this because, um, yeah, that could be a wrap up um, here, Tony. Yeah, um, yeah, we we need to fix that. So anyway, um, coming in at number six, we have the Eleanor Rose 
And that is a cigar that I've had maybe once out of the Cigar Authority Care Package. Um, and that was a, uh, that was, it was a good cigar. Um, but, uh, I'll admit I haven't smoked it enough to know too terribly much about it, but the parishioners, you know, they, they liked it. And I think that's got a big push from the cigar authority. So I'm wondering if that's one of those cigars that kind of crept onto the list because of crossover listeners and that sort of thing, which is great. I mean, I think it's fun. Yeah, yeah it could be. Yeah. Just makes a little homework for you because if, uh, if the listeners are, are uh, making, you know, picking, picking these blends and picking these cigar manufacturers, then uh, which you're not used to, then uh, it's your job now to... Uh, I gotta find them. You know, you definitely do. Yeah. Well, and then coming in at number five, we have the Drew Estate Blackened M81. That's that Metallica cigar, the triple Maduro that uh, yeah. Drew Estate put out. Have you had that? I have not. I've seen it around. I'll have to pick it up for sure. <sighs> it, uh, is it a strong stick or... It's strong. Um, I mean, you know what? The parishioners have spoken. They've put it at number five. I don't want to say anything bad about it. I will say it's definitely a cigar I have to be in the mood for. It's not one that I can just pick up and casually fire up. I mean, that's one that I got to really be in the mood for a nice, heavy, triple Maduro cigar. But... uh wow. But it, it's good. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a nice, good cigar, but it's not one that, oh, you know, I'm driving. I just want something something easy. Or, oh, you know, I've got uh, a cup of coffee on the deck, and I just want to chill out and relax for a minute. Like, it's it's a, it's a, it's a heavy cigar. There's a lot going on to it. But, but it's good. And I know it not only made this list, but I know it also made the uh, top ten list for Cigar Aficionado. I believe it made it in at number eight. I think. No so, way. Yeah. I have so. not. Uh, I have not checked the list yet. The the list of lists, if you will. I want, yeah. I well, number one came out yet? No. Uh, uh. Yes. Number one. Well, it will have by the time this airs. Oh. <laughs> That's yeah. Okay. yeah. It's, always, it's always very interesting because of the backlash you know, they had last year. Uh, dude. Uh, yeah. I mean, it. it Honestly, the list has looked pretty similar to previous years. It's you can always predict there's going to be a Fuente. You can always predict there's going to be an Oliva. There's going to be a uh, uh, EP Carrillo and a and a you know, um, uh, oh, what the fuck? Two uh, uh, Rockies in there for sure. No, what the hell am I? Th- uh, Padron, Padron, and then yeah, Rocky. Oh, yeah. Ma- Rocky made it in. I think at number four. I feel like this year. Um, with uh with with a I think of ALR and uh you know it, it it they always it's it's always the same it's it's the same people just mixed around which whatever I'm I'm you know whatever so I'm more interested in what the uh parishioner said and so the last one that we're going to review this episode is number 4 which is what I am smoking the West Tampa Tobacco Black uh, it was number one last year. It's number four this year. So what will uh, the top three be? Well, I will be announcing those in the December 29th episode, or you can just pay attention to the various social media channels. And uh, number three will be uh, announced on December 27th, so the day after this airs. So it'll trickle down from there. And then December 29th, we will have 
on that episode, uh, the uh, the number one cigar of uh, the parishioners for 2023. So, anyway, so that's where we're at there. I like how this. Uh, I mean, it's, uh, we started this last year, right? Uh, the uh, the uh, viewers, or sorry, the listeners' uh, cigar choices. It's 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 getting good. It seems like the more the more people involved, uh, the deeper the uh, the pool. Uh, yeah, yeah. The well, the pool, the more. Uh, that's that's why. Truthfully, it became a top twenty-five list. It wasn't going to be twenty-five. You know, it was only going to be ten, and then you know, all the parishioners, um, including you, you put in nominations, didn't you? I did. Yeah. I did. So, I mean, you know, the parishioners put in nominations, and before it was all said and done, there were 47 cigars listed there. So, we, you know, Gervais and I said, screw it, let's just put them out and uh, see what happens. And, you know, we kind of did that. Yeah, I was, I was going to put three Cubans. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that would yeah, uh, that, that, that wouldn't have made it anywhere near the top. I, I was going to say nobody would have voted. I mean, some people may have voted for it just to be like, "Oh, well, I smoke Cubans," but I don't know. I don't suspect that too many of my listeners are the the Cuban snobs. Uh-huh. Maybe, maybe, but I don't know. Well, now that we've gotten that out of the way, let's discuss um, our personal top cigars of 2023. And so. Um, do you want me to go first, or do you want to go first? Uh, go ahead. Yeah. All right. I'll just follow the leader. Okay. Well, uh, again, I want to point out these are in no particular... Well, they are in a particular order. They're in the order in which I smoked them on the show. I went down through the list and, and whatnot. So they are in... Oop, I just kicked my tripod. They are in date order of uh, when they were on the show, but uh, they are not in any ranked order in terms of, like, my favorite. They are all... You know, there are 10 cigars here, um, and if we really want to get into it, I technically have two honorable mentions, but I, I don't need to get into those. Um, but I have 10 cigars here, and I love them all equally for different reasons. So, you know, we don't need to, we don't need to pick favorites. We just say these 10 really smoked well this year. And so the first one I want to point out is one that I smoked on the January 17th, 2023 episode when we welcomed uh, Villiger Cigars to the uh, podcast, and that was the Villiger de Nicaragua. It was a special edition uh, boxed press torpedo, and uh, it had some really good, nice flavor to it, some nice spice, really colorful blue band on it and everything. I mean, that's one thing I will say about Villiger. They don't skimp on the the marketing and the packaging for their cigars. But that's not to say that it's all flash and, and no good cigar. I mean, the, the Villiger de Nicaragua, fantastic cigar. And that is my first one of 2023. Luke, what about you? Okay. And I should probably uh, prep it that I'm, I'm, I'm speaking on speakerphone now because okay. uh, uh, I have to uh, have some notes here. But any, long story short, mine the same as yours. I'm not in any particular order. And it's, I kind of want to make it like a little non-typical where like all, all these are they're good cigars. I didn't necessarily pick the best cigar. I let, you know, it was more like more of a suggestion uh, cigars uh, based on uh, maybe something that this these blends can offer more than other cigars. But I, I number one was I, mean, I think these guys were on your show, Carolina Blue Cigars. Um, uh, I think we may, have, we may have talked to them at TPE. I believe. I don't know. Okay, if we did a Carolina Blue Cigar. Yeah, called Fire Stick. It's in uh, the size was uh, El Siguiente, I believe it is, 52 by 6. 
Okay. Um, really good cigar. It's uh, kind of a rich, long-lasting cigar. Uh, it's complex. It has uh, kind of like non 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 typical flavors, if you will. Um, but uh, loved it. Loved it from those guys. Those guys have, have good good sticks. Um, that's number one for me. I will have to uh, look into them when I'm out at TPE again, assuming that they're there. I know that um, uh, Heather uh, Wait, who uh, is kind of a I, I don't I hesitate to use the term influencer because I kind of hate that term, but uh, she uh, I know she works with them a lot and uh, she she attaches herself to good people. So if she's attached to them, then I'm sure they're wonderful cigars. Yeah, yeah, but they have a wide range of uh, cigars. Okay. So every every cigar you try, um, you know, you're getting a very distant experience for sure. Perfect. So my second one is one that I smoked on the January 31st episode, and that is the Casa Cuevas Sangre, Sangre Nueve. Um, that sang, Sangre Nueve, I, I'm sure I'm butchering that. But uh, that cigar from Casa Cuevas, that is the one where uh, Luis Cuevas worked with his son to uh, develop up that bland, and his son had a lot to do with that cigar. And what I distinctly remember so vividly about that cigar was the the on the cold draw that it tasted like a nice brisket like a barbecued smoked brisket um because they had just that little little hint of that fire cured tobacco in that blend and it gave it that nice smoky meaty kind of flavor and it dude it i mean it was immediate it was like it hit the palate, and I was like, that's brisket. That is like the smoking butts and tapping ash guys' burnt ends right there. It was amazing. So nice. that's my second that delicious. It's it, Dude, it's a great cigar. Again, not one that I've had too often this year, mostly because of just availability in my area. But uh, I did get one at TPE last year, and I remember I enjoyed that as well. So anyway, what's your second one there, Luke? No. Number two, Casa Torrent, 1880. Uh, 80 Cilimitada, 65555. This is kind of a common cigar out here. Uh, I, as I travel through the U.S. and Canada, it's hit or miss. Yeah. Uh, but they're, uh, they are um, a Mexican company, so they have, do have a lot of Mexican puros, uh, which this one almost is. The filler does have some Nicaraguan in it. But uh, strong, it's a stronger smoke. So it has some sweet, sweet notes, and it has um, some saltiness in the palate. Um, nice, nice cigar, complex. You know, everything you want, everything you want a cigar. This is one of my, uh, one of my faves of my the ten that I'm, I'm, uh, I'm shooting you guys tonight. All right, all right. I think I met those guys at TPE. I think they're the ones that had the travel, the mariachi band that came and played at their their booth. I could be wrong though, so I hope I'm not. A nice touch. It's possible, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Let's let's move on before I dig that hole any deeper. In case they aren't the guys that yeah. mariachi booth. Um. So coming in at number three for me, I have uh, the Yaya Bagua. Uh, smoked that on the February 26th show, and that uh, cigar um, is distributed in the United States by United Cigars. And 
Dude, uh, I've had the opportunity a couple different times to smoke the Yaya, and it's just such a great cigar. I really do enjoy it, and and um, the 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 it's just a nice smoking experience that I've been able to have a few different times this year. But every time I do, it smokes wonderfully, and it's just such. I I don't know. It it I'm kind of speaking generally here. But it's just such a great, great cigar. So I really wanted to highlight the Yaya Bagua. Nice. Now, the third one I got going here uh, is probably the Mariachi band you're talking about, the Casa 1910 guy. Ah, yeah, you're um, right, 1910. <laughs> that was the uh, Mariachi band. Sorry, Casa Turin, yeah. I mixed up. So, yeah, no. And and, and what's, what's crazy about uh, this particular brand, is, again, they're a Mexican brand of cigar, but... Uh, they're really into the photography aspect of it, the presentation, like yeah. level, way up there, level ten. Um, I remember the their booth being uh, very, very nice. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, I mean, if you go to their web, their their Instagram page, even it's it's, it's shockingly beautiful. Um, uh, in in the edition, it's called Solidaria Edition, five by five by five eight, and it's. Uh, this thing, it, these guys, they're, they're on the, as far as the price spectrum, they're they're, they're medium to high. Okay. They're premium cigar for certain. Um, but uh, no complaints from them. I noticed when we went to the Hill this year, uh, they carry uh, Casa 1910 there. Oh. Uh, I had the pleasure of reviewing a couple of theirs, and this one really, uh, uh, you know, just... I don't know. Um, really hit the palate, I guess. Personally, uh, it's it's hard to do these uh, these top ten lists because uh, it's just really my opinion on my own palate, right? Dude, I know, but that's the thing. I mean, you're you're. This is the. I'm I'm giving the opportunity for you to highlight what you enjoyed, and uh, you know, I mean, you smoked a lot of stuff this year, so give a little sure. give a little props. Give a little props to what you liked. For sure. Yeah. So, uh, my fourth one for the year, I smoked on the March 24th show, and it's one that I have smoked a lot of this year. It, it quickly, once it finally kind of came out and hit my market, um, it was one that I smoked a lot, uh, like fairly regularly, and it's the Crux Habano Epicure. It's the now kind of light yellow colored um, band uh, Crux cigar, and dude, I mean... This is a daily smoker kind of cigar for me. I mean, it's a, it hits that nice uh, sun-grown Habano kind of flavor, and uh, the construction on all of them that I've always that I've had has always been meticulous. And it's a nice little smokestack. I've got one sitting in my travel humidor, literally right next to me right now. Um, I could have very well smoked that on the show today, but I opted to go with the uh, parishioners' top pick for last year, but. The Crux Habano Epicure is my favorite of their whole line now. They they it, they came out with it, um, and uh, it it rocketed to the top of uh, the list of you know their stuff for me. Okay. We unfortunately uh, regionally, anyways, where I'm at, I don't see much of uh, Crux at all. Mm. Um, but I, I I'm making a list. Next time I come down or I cross over Detroit, I, I, as everyone knows or they heard or just tuning in, I live uh, very near to Detroit. So I'm always over and enjoy their lounges and whatnot. So I'm always picking up some stuff. There you, go. Later. Then you need to get your hands on one. 
Oh, for sure. Yeah. So what's your fourth? Uh, Numero four. Numero cat. I'm crying here. Drew Estate, uh, 20-acre farm. You know, uh, I had one of those this year, and um, I'm trying to remember. I feel like that was a little light for my palate, but I feel like it was a really good cigar, though. That's the only light for your palate, um, if I know you well, which I do. Yeah. Um, this is a Robusto size. Uh, yeah, this came out of uh, my month of cigars. And props mm-hmm. out to uh, Nick there. But, um, yeah, mild. Uh, I mean, mild, but uh, suggested maybe to a person that would is into mild only uh, and that wants to move forward, maybe into something with a little more sustenance. You know what I mean? Like towards the end, you get a little more. A little more pepper and stuff, but yeah, um, you know, good, great cigar, man. Good, like perfect burn, great cigar. Awesome. This awesome. is it's like a box buy. These are really good cigars. You know. Oh wow, you're going full on box buy with it. Well, box buy in the sense that they're not; they don't break the bank. Oh, well, that's uh, nice. Yeah, and uh, you know, something someone comes over. Uh, that's not really maybe a, a, not necessarily a novice level, but like you know, to, to smoke regularly, you know, it's scared to kick them kick them on their ass and stuff. Yeah. So you're just this is a great cigar to do that. Okay. Just you give them a bit bit of a zing, but nothing too crazy. Right? Perfect. I like it. I like it. Um, and before I go on, I'm going to uh, give a little bit of information here. So the uh, West Tampa Tobacco Black. I'm in the first third. Kind of getting ready to wrap up the first third and flavor notes on that first third it's been kind of earthy um retro has been very smooth uh very easy and just maybe ever so slight very very slight not even enough to really like highlight too much but uh ever so slight maybe like a pepper component to the retro hail but it hasn't been anything that's like made me hack up a lung or cough or anything like that so um it's it's smoking wonderfully so um, that says a lot. I'm sorry. That says a lot. That says a lot. I've you know, done like two, yeah. I mean, I've done like two or three retro hails here, and you haven't even noticed. Yeah. See, so we're pressed. All right. So the fifth cigar on my list is one that I have Trey Mac to thank for introducing me to. Uh, I smoked on the June 23rd show when I talked to Greg. I smoked the uh, Fuerte y Libre Sun Country. Yeah. Um, now, I do want to point out, if you go to that episode, the June 23rd episode, and you uh, uh, were to um, try and uh, uh, listen, or if you listen to that, um, the uh, we talk about how Fuerte y Libre, um, it, uh, it had to change its name. And it was wor- they were working on it at the time in terms of, uh, you know, what they were going to do uh, with that name. And they have since done so. Um, I'm on their Instagram now. And, uh, you know, I mean, I'm sure the new name has some sort of a meaning. Um, I'm not particular. It, from a branding perspective, it doesn't roll off the tongue like Fuerte y Libre. Uh, but it is... Uh, Fortaleza e Libre, F O R T A L E Z A, e Libre. So, I was shocked. I do remember that episode. That uh, I mean, I get the whole 
you know, it starts with F U N. Um, but, uh, you know, yeah, I, I think, I think you should have thought it. Yeah. I mean, you know, if it was a family name, I get it. it went, whatever. But yeah. But I mean, like, I don't know. That's, it's like saying that, uh, you know, um, just because Coca-Cola has cola in the name of it, that no other soda can can have cola on their can, you know? And and I understand that, you know, the the fine folks at Arturo Fuente, yes, it's a family name, but, uh, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, it's, yeah, I, but then again, I also understand Greg's perspective of, you know, Dude, you know, it's going to cost a lot of money and whatever. But, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, bottom line is it's Fortaleza. Fortaleza e Libre now. So, but the Sun Country, fantastic cigar. What I do remember from the show, though, is that there was no uh, ill will. No. No. There were good terms, and uh, they made the transfer comfortable. And I don't know if they were going to involve themselves with that. assistance from them or whatever but yeah i, don't I just know think that. from a from a guy like uh what, what was his name again sorry the, uh, uh, greg. 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 greg yeah i just you know a person coming out of the brand and working hard and traveling like he does and does whatever he does and just this monstrous it'd be the equivalent of you starting up a small car corporation and you know for just mounting you down because you know whatever yeah. each of their own hopefully he does well and well, and you've had some of his cigars, haven't you? I have. I have definitely. I've reviewed. Uh, he sent me a couple to review. Um, I don't want to uh, wreck my top ten, but it might be. Uh, okay. Well, uh, the Sun Country, what I really like about it is that it's a, it's a Connecticut, but it's one that just has a lot of oomph and power to it. So it's not it's definitely not your standard, you know, kind of mildish Connecticut. It's a nice creamy cigar, but it's got so much more to it than uh, than your average Connecticut. So what's your fifth one there, Luke? My fifth one we get into, and and I hate to ride your coattail, but I do all the time, Nick. Uh, <laughs> you obviously introduced me to a lot of cigar manufacturers. I listen to the podcast and stuff, so I do have a villager here. Hey! Uh, the Black Forest. I love that cigar. Oh, that is a good one. Uh, yeah, the Robusto and the 5x48. Um, the way I can explain it is... Uh, Towards the end, it's it's a it's a medium cigar, but towards the end, the cocoa and the mix of uh, the savoriness of like acre spices and stuff makes for like it's it's just makes for like a nice dense brownie almost. It's, it's a nice cigar. It's, it's got uh, cocoa qualities, but like not you know not sweet. Yeah, yeah. But uh, awesome. Yeah, no, it's a fantastic cigar. I remember smoking it for the first time. Uh, when I had, uh, I smoked it for the first time with Ken Claridge from Ash and Ale when he and I did an episode, he sent one up to me and, uh, I was able to try it that way and good cigar. Really, really enjoy it. And I've smoked quite a few of them since then. Thanks to, uh, Renee over there at, uh, Villiger Cigars. So while we're on the subject of Villiger, I'm going to go ahead and do my number six and on the July 7th show. I smoked for the first time the Villiger 1888 Nicaragua. Um, 
I, I, I obviously I've had, two, I now have two Villagers on my list, both Nicaraguan cigar, you know, one's the Villager de Nicaragua and now the 1888 Nicaragua. Uh, I really enjoy their, um, Nicaraguan kind of sun-grown Habano-ish kind of, or, you know, I don't know, Habano, um, but I should at least say sun-grown, um, selections and, that 1888 Nicaragua, it's it's part of their core line now. Such a fantastic cigar. I've smoked it a bunch of times. It's one of my regular smokes to the point that, uh, you know, I, I, I'm i getting low on them, actually. But, uh, no, they're, they're just they're fantastic, fantastic cigars. I really do enjoy the 1888 Nicaragua. And you've had that, too. I have. I, they don't disappoint. They have a really good... Uh cigars out there i mean as far as their arsenal for uh, premium stuff mm-hmm. are they about five five facings at this point they have uh Six? well they have in their core line they have at least a handful they've got more than five yeah. yeah um well if you're interested in knowing more head on over to villagercigars.com and you can find out i think it's yeah. villagercigars.com just google villager cigars and you'll find their website and you'll be able to find out about all their different cigars there yeah. So, so uh, maybe real quick before we get to your number six, why don't we do this since we're kind of on the Villager train? It's time for the Villager Cigars Entertainment Report, brought to you by Villager. Villager Cigars, one of the leading cigar and cigarello manufacturers in the world, founded in 1888 and still family-owned and operated. Head over to VilligerCigars.com and check the store locator to find a shop near you that carries them. We guarantee that Villager Cigars will be a wonderful addition to your humidor and cigar rotation. So it's time for the Villager Cigars Entertainment Report. Luke, what have you been watching or entertained by lately? Wow. Um, Did I put you on the spot with this? Nah, no, I mean, I, I kind of thought we'd do it. So, But <clears throat> some listeners know I have three kids, and uh, you, you're a pretty young one yourself. So uh, I'm limited. I usually do... Uh, podcast more than anything but okay uh i remember mentioning to you a uh, cricket city and you watched it or you listened to I it i did listen uh, to that one yes youngstown so there's a new one out uh they just released it in full um cricket city dixon dixon illinois okay that's up north from me so that is? yeah okay yeah uh the birthplace of ronald reagan yeah so uh, I just started it, so I'm not I'm not going to wreck it for anyone because I just started it. It looks pretty interesting, basically. Uh, they started off with being such a fantastic place, you know, this tremendous, uh, you know, uh, American kind of leader. You know, he grows grows up there as uh, all American, nice little town, if you will. And from it comes, you know, obviously these guys are about crooked cities, right? So. Um, Apparently, it's a um, congresswoman or someone in, in power that I don't know if they're getting the horse racing or betting or it, it just started up. So I, okay. I can't wait to watch it. But I love my I love my like eight ten piece podcast. You know, nice. I will say, man, nobody does uh, crooked politicians like Illinois. You know, we we're <laughs> we're a class of our own, and especially the further north you get from me. Uh, down here, we tend to just kind of bumblefuck our way through our corruption and hope that uh, all the people are too stupid to pick up on what we're doing. But uh, up north, man, yeah, they're they're a whole different level of corrupt up there. So you know, that's uh, it's it, if if they're coming out of Dixon, then 
it's a whole it's a whole different game. Actually, and you brought up Ronald yeah. Reagan. What's interesting is his aunt used to live way back when in the town that I have my newspaper in, and in the summers. Uh, young Ronald Reagan as a kid would come down and uh, spend time with his aunt and would hang out in the town that my newspaper's based in. No way. Yep. No way. Now, now is Dixon, uh, I, I'm not a geography major, but uh, how far up north are we talking? Chicago? You know Let's hit the Google map. Dixon, Illinois, is... Near Rockford, Illinois. So it is uh, It is actually due west of Chicago. If you uh, take the highway, you go... Basically, you're going straight west from Chicago. Um, not quite... Uh, where's the Where's the state line at? This doesn't show. It's about halfway between Chicago and... Looks like uh, Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Okay. So... Yeah, kind of up in that, uh, it's definitely in that, it looks like it's almost, I don't want to say exactly, because, I mean, you know, I don't have a a ruler, but kind of Cedar Rapids, Milwaukee, and Chicago, equidistant from that. Like, if you were to draw a triangle, it would be in the the center of the baseline between Chicago and Cedar Rapids, so. Yep, so it's up north there. Which means. I've always wanted to go up there, because, uh. I'm a, kind of a big Bobby Holly fan, so it was crash sighted near there. So I'm going to roll through Dixon after all. Wait, where? Well, I'm sorry, you wanted to go where? Uh, Buddy Holly. So Buddy Holly, when he crashed, uh, are you uh, rolling Buddy Holly? Well, I mean, I, I know I know that he crashed in the plane with the big bopper, but where did that take place? There we go. Uh, I believe it was an hour or two uh, due west of, of Chicago. Yeah, so yeah, it might be in might be in that general area then. Yeah. So okay, well, there we go. Um, anything else that you want to throw out for the Villiger Entertainment Report? Um, not too much. Uh, one thing you might find interesting is obviously I'm Canadian. Um, I'm hooked on First Amendment audits. Are you familiar with this? No. Okay, so. I, you know, I apologize if you get hooked on these. They're unbelievable. So basically, it does, it's not very common out here. But, but So if you just imagine these auditors who just take a camera and uh, go into public places and just start videotaping. And whether it be a post office, because the post office in the United States they have a poster set up inside the post office that indicates the rules and regulations of uh, how you behave there, and one of them is you're allowed to freely videotape or, or get any photography in the post office. Yeah. These guys go around and take video footage of just random stuff, and what happens to them is unbelievable. Like, Meaning unreal, man. People telling them they can't like, do what they're doing when they really can? Yeah. Yep. It, turns in, it turns from Karen level one, to police that show up that are ill prepared or uneducated on on uh, oh dude constitutional rights it's crazy I deal with it a lot with my newspaper um, maybe not so much these days because I uh, most of my stuff I have reporters that that do most of my reporting for me these days I, I'm not really out as much doing it myself anymore but um, I can't tell you how many different times 
I've come up to a house fire or some sort of, you know, police action or something like that, a car accident, whatever it happens to be. And, you know, I'm told, uh, you, you can't take pictures. You, you know, you got to go over there. You got to do, you know, whatever. And, uh, you know, it's like, no, I'm on a public sidewalk and you guys are doing this right here out in the public. I can, I can totally do what I'm doing, you know? And yeah, yeah you get, you get, you got to, you get in some arguments sometimes because unfortunately, yes, there's a lot of, as you're putting it, you know, I hate using the word ignorant because people take that as I'm calling them stupid. And, but that's not, that's not the actual, the way I'm using the word ignorant. I'm using the word ignorant in terms of improperly trained, improperly trained, improperly educated, you know, whatever else. The bottom line is they're, they're just not, not correct and uh you know yeah it happens a lot unfortunately with uh with public uh spaces like that yeah and i'm blown away that the so this has been going on i've been on this for years like eventually you figure that uh police organizations must have some type of like communicate communication amongst themselves right like this is an ongoing problem uh be careful out there because these guys are going to embarrass the shit out of you or if, if, if no one's prepared for uh, this encounter. And yet, but it, it, is not, it has not budged. People show up and it is, it is a comedy act. Wow. Interesting. And where are you watching this at? Mostly YouTube. I was going to say, <laughs> is this a YouTube thing? Okay. Yeah. All right. First, yeah, mostly, there's first a couple Amendment audits. There. I'll have to look for that. Oh, uh, I apologize if you get hugged, buddy. Sorry. It's <laughs> all right. I like something like that. Um, in terms of me, I had my son, you know, obviously over the weekend, you know, for Christmas and everything. And so um, it was a whole lot of Clifford and a whole lot of Thomas. And uh, on Christmas Eve, we did watch the Clifford the Big Red Dog movie, the live action movie that I think came oh. out in 2021. Um it's on Paramount Plus, and uh, you know, for for a Clifford movie, it was actually pretty. It was entertaining. So, you know, it's it's been a Clifford Christmas. Nice. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, my youngest is six. Okay. So she's at a she's at bad stage, but I remember being there. Yeah, Papa Pig and all those cartoons and stuff. Peppa Pig. My kid was never into Peppa Pig. Um, you know, but I, I remember hearing a lot of the news reports about the kids that were that were starting to talk with British accents and things like that and whatever. It's it's funny. Actually, it is kind of funny. So my stepmom is a big Peppa Pig person, right? And uh I sent my dad a meme one time and I was like, Hey, show this to uh show this to uh, you know, my my stepmom. And uh it was a picture of a package of pork that had been cut into little cubes, and it said it was a Peppa Pig puzzle. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. She apparently was not amused at the Peppa Pig puzzle. So, I don't know. Anyway, I thought it was funny, but I'm dark like that. Yeah. And you know that based off uh, some of the shit you and I trade back and forth. Yeah, I was going to say, you don't have the fifth there. 
Okay, there you go. Well, yeah, no, you and I are straight going to hell for what we trade back and forth. But anyway, speaking of trading things back and forth, what's your number six cigar for the list? Number six. Number six. I am at Crowned Heads. Now, uh, I can pronounce this one because it's French. Le Patissier. Number 54. In Robusto. Um, this cigar I picked up at Riverman when I was visiting. Oh, fun. Uh, yeah, it's kind of a stronger offering, um, but as, like pepper, it might be up your alley. It's got peppery toast and toasted qualities to it. Um, but some, some sweet stuff as well, like a dark honey as well. But awesome cigar. Very, very well rolled, very well planted. All right. I will have to look for that the next time over there at uh, Riverman. So, my number seven, moving on here, is one that I smoked on the August 14th show, and it is the Punch Golden Era. Now, this is the cigar that Punch actually worked with Julio Aroa to uh, to do. And so, this is a Julio Aroa offering uh, through Punch. And, uh, I mean, dude, fantastic cigar. I really, really enjoy it. I've got two of them chilling in my humidor inside that uh, I had bought with the intention of doing like an actual, uh, there was a hot minute this summer that I was like, I'm going to do some written reviews. And so I have some cigars sitting in there with the intention of doing that. And I haven't, haven't taken the time to do that yet. So, um, but no, I've got two of them sitting in there and they're, they're fantastic cigars. Awesome. I know, I knew you like your punch. Uh, you mentioned that a lot. What's the one for, um, the one you really loved that one time. Oh man. Bought a box of them. Still, you're still sitting on them. Punch? Yeah, I thought it was Punch. Boy, I don't remember ever buying a box of Punch. No, maybe it wasn't Punch. Yeah. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm dreaming this up. You're, you're thinking of somebody else. That's okay. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> so what, what's, what's your number seven? I'll, I'll bail you out. What's your number yeah. seven? <laughs> oh, thanks, man. Hey, um. The this comes from my monthly again the Alex Bradley post embargo so that I want to review the recently it has I was uh, going to say I think you just smoked that on the show recently with Nick yeah I think it was uh, last month's box yeah yeah um, yeah interesting cigar it has uh, we were talking about cola earlier Coca Cola and name branding it has a very cola. Um, Introductory uh, introductory offer, offering was like it's like a, I can't explain it, but whatever cola is, I mean, in the good old days, it was probably some some sort of like drug yeah. product. But Isn't it like a modern days, cola I thought was a nut. Cola oh, nut, I have no idea. I'm not a soda drinker at all, and so to be honest, it's it, I find it. You telling me that actually is interesting because, um, as I recall, I don't know if I, I didn't identify that flavor on that cigar, but that would make sense because I'm not familiar, super familiar with that flavor because I, I don't drink, I don't yeah. drink soda or pop or whatever anybody may call it based off their geographical region. Yeah. I, I to be honest, I barely do myself, Yeah, but, uh, I just had the distinct, you know, cola taste or 
But uh, good cigar. It was interesting, like the background behind it too, as well. You know, being uh, post embargo, they're kind of pushing the fact that it's, oh yeah, by the way, this cigar is everyone's dreamy about uh, finding a cigar that's pre embargo, which I would never smoke if you pay me. You know, you gave it to me probably, uh, unless unless somehow for some freakish reason your grandfather um, made sure that. Someone came upstairs and made sure the humidity was perfect for the last, you know, many years. But yeah, it's an interesting cigar, interesting concept. So you're, t- so you're telling me you're not going to smoke like a JFK or a, or a uh, Winston Churchill cigar? That's you, just been dried out. I, I mean, I would, I would assume yeah. that like Winston Churchill's cigars were probably maintained by his family. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I mean, they can somehow. If I pick it up and it's spongy, yeah, and oily, um, and the band thing. appears perfect, you know, it's like whatever. But uh, yeah, post pre embargo stuff, like the real deal pre embargo stuff. Uh, I mean, it's so easy to counterfeit, right? Yeah. When you do uh, yeah. DNA, you carbon date it like yeah. fifty years, you know, it just add up, right? Okay. Well, I'm sorry. I interrupted you. We were talking about the cigar. No, that's, that's pretty much it. It was, well, you were uh, talking about the, yeah, the, kind of the, the makeup or the, the, not the makeup, the, the background of the cigar, I think. Yeah. Just, um, just a medium stick. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a, a lot of, like I said, the cola candied almonds almost. And like the, the, the finish on it was super cool. It was very florally, very licorice very, when I say licorice, I mean, you know, I don't know. The world of licorice is like anise. It would be like, you know, like more of a herb of it. And like licorice would be more of like a sweeter, peppery. Yeah. You know, it's licorice, right? I don't know if you, anyone's listening to the Dutch, but um, if you've ever been to a Dutch store, they're, they are obsessed with black licorice. And you can get anything from these mild, sweet little licorices that you like Twizzler style black licorice to licorices that'll knock in your ass that are like, you know, brown centered, just really. So yeah, they love licorice. Huh. I'm not a big fan of black licorice at all. So it's not uh, the anise. It's not. It's not one of my favorite flavor components when it comes along. So, but uh, I do remember liking that cigar though. So, I don't know. But All right. Well, my number eight uh, is one that uh, the parishioners agreed with. It was actually the number nine on the uh, parishioners' top cigars of 2023. It's the Aladino Sumatra. As I said, I've smoked it a couple different times on the show. It was the, uh, the fall release, a limited release from Aladino. And it's such a, such a departure from the normal like kind of aladino line but oh my god it was so good and it's it's got some strength to it but not like bowl you over slit your throat kind of strength but it's it's a it's a little heavier a little meatier than your than your corojo reserva it's it's a really good cigar i really did enjoy the aladino sumatra nice yeah you can't go wrong with them like i said nope they're uh they're an name brand that you know i always push push for people to try out because they Rarely disappointed. So, what's your number eight? So, I guess 
My number eight would be a Fuente Rare Pink. Oh. Uh, at the ending, 555 by 53. And then I got it from, um, again, from Riverwind, I got that from Dan the Man, Ponder. Um, not a complex stick when you consider like all the flavor profiles and stuff. Yeah. But um, just unbelievable. Really good cigar. You, it's a, this is, this is one of those must try cigars. I know the price point's a little up there or whatever. And, and also, you know, getting your hands on one, but I was going to say, um, it's kind of one of those things that sometimes it's a little difficult to get a hold of. Yeah. Like a mild plus, a creamy coffee, some vanilla, some oak, some. It's so sad that it's hard to get a hold of a happy ending. You know, it's, <laughs> you know what? Wasn't there a place upstairs there at one point? That's yeah, at one point you could have paid good money at the place above Riverman to get one, but they're gone now. So, yeah. you know, can't go upstairs and get a get a rub and tug and a happy ending anymore. You know, rare pink and then just, yeah. Mm-hmm. We, can go far, we can go really far with this, especially with the term rare pink. Don't they have another one that's called like, is it Sophisticated Hooker? Isn't that one of the other sizes? <laughs> I'm pretty sure, dude. No, no, no. I'm like, no, I swear to you, I am not making this up. I am like 99.9% sure that the rare pink, that there's another size of the Fuente rare pink that's called, that the size name is the Sophisticated Hooker. Okay, look it up right now. Yep. I'm not. Yeah, that's. Truly not. Is it in Spanish or. uh, Like, is it like, is it like. Sophisticated hooker in Spanish, or is it like straight up? No, it's straight up sophisticated hooker. You got the happy ending. Or just... Oh my god, you you are you're right, man. Sophisticated I... hooker. There you go. Which is seven and a quarter by five three, <laughs> and then the, the quick parts, which is three and three quarter by five four. Sophisticated hooker. Yep. I'm just visualizing. Oh, yep. Amazing. So I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm not going to get into thoughts. On yeah. That. But yeah, nope. Yeah. You have the happy ending and the sophisticated hooker. I've said you. I've said great cigar, though. Great okay. cigar. There you go. There you go. So my ninth cigar uh, is one that I smoked on the uh, October 10th show. I think I smoked this with uh, Ken Claret from Astroneo, and I had the Placencia Alma Fuerte. And dude, I, you know, I don't smoke a ton of Placencia just because of the price point for the most part. It's a, it's kind of one of those cigars that I don't, uh, it's, it's more of a higher dollar, you know, buy for me. And so I don't smoke it on the regular, but man, when I do, I just, I, (laughs) it's one of those things that it's like, man, I should have gotten into a, into a career that paid a lot better. So this could be a daily smoke because my God, the Placencia cigars are so good. Agreed. And I, knowing you and, and you, you know it's, you, your tendency to smoke stronger cigars, um, they're they're the kings of that. They're, they have really good cigars, man. But they're uh, so smooth strong. and just flavorful and good. Yeah. And construction wise, they're just perfect every time. So I just I'm I'm always happy when I have a Placencia, and that was that Alma Fuerte that was just. Super, super good. So, in the top ten, it is. It is in my uh, ten, ten best of uh, twenty-three that I smoked on the show. So, what's your number nine? 
So number nine is kind of, I try to stay away from kind of boutique brands here okay. for my 10 because um, the, you know, the ability to, to find or purchase these. These guys are worth probably getting a hold of or going online. They're called uh, Tradicion Cubana. Uh, the cigar is Santos de Miami de Maduro. And it's a cigar you'll hate because not only is it a Lancero, it's a seven and three eighths, but it's a, it's a square pressed Lancero. A box which, pressed uh, Lancero. Yeah. Yeah. Oh which my. is kind of uh, So it's going to make my fingers look and, fat and it's going to have a weird mouth feel. Oh, it's going to make you look like a boundless snowman. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, my God. Absolutely. But, you know, um, I know there's a lot of problems with, obviously, with Lanceros and rolling them correctly. There's a lot of quality issues with them. But this thing turns out, look them up, complex. I don't, I, so I, I received this at the beginning of last, this year, Um and they, they, they weren't full production yet. So I'll have to look into it, but try check these guys out anyways. Okay. Um, I mean, I, I always kind of like more looking for, uh, you know, low production, I guess you call it boutique brands or whatever, like, you know. Diamonds in the rough. Uh, these guys, yeah, these guys are it. They're out of Miami. They have a shop there. Um, you, Try it out anyways, but good cigars, very good cigars. Perfect. And what, was that, and what was that cigar again, just for everybody listening? It is from a Tradición Cubana. It's called a Santos de Miami. All right. Uh, so, before I get into my last one here, I want to give some notes on uh, my uh, West Tampa Tobacco Black I'm in the second third of this thing. I'm about halfway, meh, not uh, maybe just smidge past halfway on this. I had uh, did take off the band because it's got kind of a large band on it, and it was creeping up on the edge of that. But um, the second third uh, on the smoking experience is it's it's leathery. It's very kind of leathery. But uh, I just did a retrohale as you were speaking, and let me tell you, the pepper quotient on the retrohale is definitely picked up. Still not enough to make me like you know lose it. But uh, it 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 is uh, it is picking up in strength on the retro hail a little bit, but it's it's I mean I know Scott over at the Smoking Butts and Tapping Ash this he tried this out after the parishioners named it the number one cigar of the year, and um, this rocketed to the top of his list in terms of uh, uh, cigars that he likes, and I know he's bought multiple multiple boxes of the black this year and. Uh, tried a whole bunch of the other stuff. He gets a hold of like the Attic series and all that. I haven't tried the Attic series and I haven't tried uh what's the new one they've got out? Do you know off the top of your head? I don't. I guess I'm not too familiar with yeah. it. But... It's named after a street and I don't I don't know the name of that one and I guess I should look it up but uh um eh and whatever. Anyway, they have a new one and it's uh you know supposed to be very good as well. I think the guys on the Cigar Authority smoked it recently. But anyway, um, but no, I'm really digging the black. So moving into uh, number 10. So this is the last one of my uh, top cigars of 2023 that I smoked on the show. And on October 31st, I sat down and I smoked a Ferio Tego Generoso, but it was the 2021. So it's the one from two years ago. 
And uh, I had that one chilling in the humidor waiting because that was the one I sat down and finally fired up and smoked with uh, Michael Herklotz when I had him on the show. And um, boy, I'll tell you, it was a great cigar. That's that's one of the two limited edition Ferriotegos that come out every year. Um, and uh, this is the one, like I said, from 2021. And uh, the couple, I, I, you know, I've smoked it in 22 and i smoked the, the 23 version all very good uh the couple years of age on that 21 i don't know if it did any significant change to it but uh couldn't have hurt and uh it was just a fantastic cigar and thanks to um listener uh seth uh i was able to smoke the uh uh 21 2021 uh as well I did that with Pinky, but uh, I liked the Generoso uh, better. It's a little more my palate, and uh, it is also my final cigar on my top cigars of 2023 that I smoked on the show. Nice. Yeah. Uh, go for my 10th, then? Yeah, go ahead and round out your list. Uh, and in no particular order, Fuente y Libre. Whoa! We got Fuente y Libre. There you go. Or uh, Fort, Fortaleza e Libre, I guess, is what we should be saying. Yeah. But, you know. Be, yeah. It would be a label change. Um, I guess so. Bush Blacker series, the, the San Andreas Toro. Mm. Um, not complex, <laughs> as far as notes are concerned, but an awesome cigar. Uh, I'm a sucker for that wrapper, obviously. Uh, you know me. But, yeah. Uh, Dominican fillers and whatnot, Dominican uh, binder, um, and you know, just pushing pushing the medium marker. Awesome cigar, awesome guy. Uh, um, I don't know why I can't remember his name. Greg. Here, Greg. Greg. Um, I talked to him a couple times uh, just through Instagram or whatever. But um, yeah, awesome, awesome cigar, awesome. It talks about the whole love branding thing, but you know what you got to do. Got to do what you got to do. That's exactly it. You got to do what you got to do. I'm going to have to dig around in my humidor because I know prior to him coming on the show, he sent me a little variety. And um, I wanted to do the Sun Country on the show with him because that was the one that Trey Mac was really hyping up. And I feel like I set aside the remainder of that um, variety that he sent me with the intention of smoking it later. And I don't remember actually going back to it. So somewhere in one of my humidors, there's a nice selection of, uh, other Forte E Libre cigars that I need to try. Um, and I, cause I mean, I know I've smoked my fair share of the sun country because, um, um, I found a shop in Indianapolis, uh, smoker's choice in, uh, I think it's smoker's choice in Brownsburg, Indiana, they uh, they carry the uh, Sun Country, and so on my way to and from visiting my dad, um, I'll swing through there and pick up some. So I know I've smoked my fair share of the Sun Country, but I need to uh, give the uh, rest of the line a shot. Yeah, for sure. I, I do follow him on Instagram, and um, he seems like a he's, he's an avid traveler and does a lot of his own uh, you know wrapping and you know making kind of pushing his uh, his brand. It's interesting to watch or how far he travels, you know. I know he went through Detroit at one point, and I did not, uh, I missed out on it. Ah, so that I sucks. I'll, I'll meet up next time, you know. Yeah. Sure. 
you know, I, I got to give guys like that a lot of credit. You know, there's there's those road warriors that are still out and doing it. And uh, Greg, I think it's Greg Free, I believe is his name. Um, but Greg from uh, Forte Libre or for, for tell, Fortaleza, whatever. I don't know. I, I think it's Fortaleza e Libre. Um, and then, uh, you know, Mickey Pegg from All Saints and Michael Herklotz from Ferriotego and... You know, there's just some of these guys that you watch them on Instagram and they're just, they are just constantly all over the place doing events and spending so much time on the road away from their families and away from their homes and, and, no, and just, you know, out there just, just, uh, selling cigars one at a time and, and making their dream work. And you got to give a lot of, got to give a lot of respect to guys like that for doing that. For sure. For sure. Building a foundation, right? I mean, eventually. Uh, things pick up and, and then they decide to move on to reps or whatever they do. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. the beginning stage is to put your soul into it and build, build that structure. It's amazing to watch. It really is. So do you have any honorable mentions or any other ones that you want to mention real quick? I probably have tons. I, it was so hard to put <laughs> the 10 together, to be honest, because I, I tried to put it together for the people who follow me or follow yourself. That, yeah. Hey, listen, just just try this out. It's kind of there's something about it that's a little uh, a little off the beaten path that you might dig, you know, as opposed to just saying, like, I mean, um, uh, I picked up a CRA pack at, uh, at a Riverman this year, and uh, they had some fantastic mind-boggling cigars in that pack, but if you can't get your hands on it, there's really no point. I mean, I, I will I say I more, don't. More, I know Riverman Cigar Company still has some of those CRA packs. So if anybody's interested in a CRA pack, they can reach out to Dan the Man Ponder over there at Riverman Cigar Company, and it's a fantastic deal. I feel like it's like, I'm, don't quote me on this, folks. It may be a little, it may pricing may be different, but I feel like it runs around 175 bucks for 10 cigars. But man, these are like, right? 10 cigars in that thing? Yeah, and they're they're super oddities. I mean, and from, from reputable manufacturers. And the thing is, some of them you can't get outside of that pack. You only get them in that. Like, was that Padron? I think it's Padron Black. Was that in there? Yeah, the fifty-two Black. I think it was Dude, called. Yeah, that, that was is only available, available there. Only available in that CRA pack. And I know the last previous two years, um, when I've had a CRA pack. Uh, that was like my top favorite out of that pack. I mean, it's just such a fantastic cigar. Yeah, it's great content. You know, they get together and, you know, I wish we had that kind of stuff going on over here, but you know how it is over here with label yeah. covers and. I would say you don't get you know, anything fun up, up, in, up in America's hat there. You got, you got Trudeau shutting you down on all that fun stuff. Except for the strip clubs, uh, Nick. Oh, well, you know. I didn't, I didn't realize that Can- Canada was known for its strip clubs, but, you know. Uh, if you know anyone that's uh, traveled. Okay. Montreal would be, uh, your dad, by the way, I got to say something. Your dad is uh, was in a show with you recently about uh, making fun of Canadian hockey. <laughs> yeah. I just want to say that he's officially banned from Montreal and all strip clubs. I'm sure he's can't believe that. to hear that. I'm sure I can't believe he would even... Uh, not that I'm a huge, I mean, I love hockey. Don't get me wrong. All my kids play hockey. We play hockey. We play hockey in the front yard. Hockey, hockey, hockey. But, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, it was a low blow over there. 
Yeah, I'm sure he's devastated to hear that. I'm trying to get him to come to Pulpit Fest next year. So, you know, it's one of those things. That would be that, awesome. Uh, you know, uh, I think the listeners need to start lobbying uh, Kermudge Jim on uh, Instagram to uh, start showing up on uh, uh, to Pulpit Listen, Fest next I, year. I pass through there. I'll pick him up. We'll talk cars. Your dad's a huge Corvette uh, guy. Yes. I'm a huge uh, motorhead myself. We when we talked. We were in Indiana the one uh, That's right. Back. That's right. We were yep. talking Corvettes for about way too long. Um, <laughs> oh, and, uh, he could go on forever and ever and ever. He and my uncle, man, they big Corvette guys. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. I'll bring photos of my dad's old vets, you know, and uh, we'll go from there. Mm-hmm. Four, is it four hours from, from door-to-door kind of thing, or? Uh, from Indy to St. Louis? Yeah. Yeah, it's like four hours. And it's straight. Uh, we'll, I mean, do, it's, it's, we'll do three and a half. It, <laughs> you just got to watch for cops. That's the only thing. Cops yeah. and, and foxes. I will say that, man. Uh, unfortunately. Really? Oh, well, unfortunately, I, I would like to uh, send up some prayers to uh, the little orange fox that I completely smoked on uh, I-70 coming back from my most recent trip to uh indianapolis it was uh it was dark and uh he decided that it was a good time to cross the highway and it was not a good time to cross the highway and unfortunately uh i had no time to react and the two semi the only thing i'll say is if i wouldn't have gotten him the two semi trucks that were behind me would have so um yeah, he just, that poor bastard picked the wrong time to decide to cross the road. And, uh, yeah, so prayers for the little fox, because that sucks, because I like foxes. And also that now became the largest animal that I've hit with my car. Um, it used to be yeah, a tie don't... between a possum or a raccoon, but now I've got a fox under my belt. So Yeah, don't move up here. No, I don't want to. Dude, move up. Northern Ontario and parts of I'm, I'm originally from New Brunswick. Uh, yeah, there's the fo- a fox is your uh, is your least con- least of your concerns. Oh, you had a full grown moose, you're you're you'd be lucky to be alive. Well, yeah, full grown. I mean, moose, my God, but yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I was as bad as I felt about the fox. The one thought that crossed through my mind almost immediately was, "Thank God it wasn't a deer." You know? Oh yeah, deer's I mean, are, deer's are brutal. Yeah, so. And I or human. Well, obviously a human. I do not want to strike and kill a human. Um, they will damage your car. I, and, and you will probably face some sort of legal action as a result of that as well. <laughs> um, at least temporarily until they determine it was a complete accident. But, you know, assuming it was, dun, dun, dun. But uh, I will say back when I worked at the newspaper in Carlisle, Illinois, which means nothing to most people, um, I drove through the country to get there. And, uh, boy, there was every year, man, turkey season. The turkeys that would just get out in the road and their turkeys are fucking stupid. For anybody who hasn't encountered a turkey, a live turkey is absolutely one of the stupidest animals on earth. But they're huge, and if you were to strike one with your car, you're not hitting, like, the little butter balls that you get at the grocery store. You're hitting a giant bird that will, 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 will damage your car, and they will not get out of the road, and you can lay on the horn all you want. They just stand there and stare at you, and they're like, you know, and doing that shit. So, like, you know, you, you pretty much are stuck until the turkey decides to cross the road, so, um... Yeah, 
we have a season up here ourselves. We have quite a few turkeys, and they're so dumb that uh, I don't know how it goes in your, your area, but you can't kill two turkeys in one shoot. So if you go out and shoot a turkey, you take your game and you leave because when you shoot a turkey, the other turkeys attack it. Jesus. They, they, they're that dumb. They're like, something's wrong with this turkey. He just dropped dead. <laughs> so that's, that's why they became basically extinct in our area because you just, as much as you can feed your gun, you can just level a whole uh, whole flock of them. Oh, you know? God. So come on, someone calls you a turkey. Yeah. They're calling you an idiot. Yeah. I don't know much about hunting turkeys here. Uh, I know my uncle, he, uh, he hunts turkeys and, uh, Apparently, from what I've gathered over the years of riding to Indianapolis with him for the 500, and we talk about his various hunts on the drive, um, I guess there's four species of turkeys, four different species of turkeys in North America, and uh, my uncle has killed one of each species um, of turkey. Mm-hmm. So, so he's, know that. he's got he's got the the you know the quad, but uh, yeah, no, um, he and his friend Wes they go. Uh, turkey hunting every uh every year and it usually ends right before the 500 so i always hear the stories about gobbler season he calls them gobblers. Oh, yeah. gobblers so, yeah yep but yeah. uh oh i hear all kinds of hunting stories man they're like two years ago the story was uh how he went down to florida and he and he killed a uh i feel like it was an 11 foot alligator and uh he was getting that full body mounted um, so like on his wall, he's going to have a, an 11 foot alligator full body mounted on the wall. So, um, there's some museum out there that's going to be really happy. Uh, one day, not that I'm wishing my uncle dead by any means, but, yeah. uh, when he does, when he does pass, um, there's a lot of like award winning prize trophies that are sitting in his place that, uh, well, they got to go somewhere. So, um, some field museum is going to get some really good quality. Uh, yeah, some kid's going to have a uh, go and do what do you call it? The um, um, kids go out there. What do you call it? The uh, oh my god, the name eludes me suddenly here. Um, field trip, field trip. Oh, field trip. Yeah, you're going to go to a field trip, and you'd be like, you know, your uncle's basically here whole room is dedicated to your uncle's catch. I mean, it's... Dude, he's got a barn right now that's just full of it. I mean, you go out there and it's just like a shrine to animal death. So, um... But there's some... There's some... Like I said, there's some award... Award, you know, like prize... Prize, you know, animals out there. So, I don't know. I, I know he went up to the Arctic Circle to hunt muskox one time. Wow. Yeah. So, no. like, I mean... That's hardcore, man, because, like, that's one of those things yep, you go sure. so far, and then you basically have to get in, like, one of these little itty-bitty little, you know, mosquito planes to fly the rest of the way. And, yeah, you're up there at the Arctic Circle, man. That's that's up there. So, yeah, I don't know. You did. So, I don't, rem- I don't know how he quite got on that. But, uh, uh, oh, yeah, my fox. I smoked my turkey. fox. Yeah. Fox, turkey, humans. Yeah. Here we are. Here we are. So. Well, um, before we uh, kind of wrap this up, we need to talk about My Monthly Cigars. They are a premium cigar subscription service. Both Luke and I get the Robusto box, which is four cigars for $30. Um, and uh, 
They also have the El Presidente box, which is eight cigars for $50, which is two of everything that's in the Robusto box. So if you have a friend or if you just maybe want a little extra, you know, you can uh, get those extra cigars there. And if you use offer code PULPIT, P-U-L-P-I-T, get you free shipping on the first box. But then also over there, you can pick up some fucking good coffee. I'm actually out here in the ice tent of love with my travel mug, and I am drinking some lounge blend with um, a nice uh, cinnamon roll flavored uh, coffee mate in in it. Um, I know that probably hurts Nick's soul to hear that I'm putting cinnamon roll coffee mate in my uh, in my lounge blend, but it's good. Sounds super gross, but I can't lie to you. It's super good. I don't know. I, I've determined that it, you know I can drink it black. I don't mind it black. But uh, I like it a lot better when it's got some nice cream and sugar to it. So, you know, hazelnut. I will. Oh, I, I found the uh, the Italian sweet cream uh, coffee mate. It's the purple one. Um, that one's really good too. You got to at least try it in black. Because I try it black. I like. You're getting. I mean, it's fine you know. Black, you're getting but... the. Yeah. yeah. You're just getting the you know the bean and the complexity of the cigar, or yeah. that cigar is the coffee. Similar to a cigar, right? You're just getting the the raw, and then at that point you can get a truck stop coffee and just put, uh, you know, your. Oh no 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 no! I will I will say I stopped at a truck stop on my way back from Indiana, and I put in some uh, uh, French vanilla something or other, and uh, that was foul. That was that was not my favorite coffee. Um, that was that was, it was not fucking good. It was uh. <laughs> it was some sort of Colombian roast from Pilot. I don't, I don't know, but it was not oh fucking good. God. Yeah, it was, uh, and it was two forty nine for a large one. And I'm like, fuck! I thought coffee was supposed to be cheap everywhere, but evidently not. So I don't know. Yeah, some of those truck stop stuff you can you can uh, clean the inside of your valve covers with. I mean, it's brutal. <laughs> it was, uh, it it was thick. It was, it was. Not not the best, but you know it was what it was. So, um, anyway, so uh, in terms of the socials, I'm available on Instagram at the Cigar Pulpit. I'm available on Facebook where we have the Cigar Pulpit Parishioners Group, and um, we will be rolling out cigars uh, three, two, and one on the Pulpit Parishioners top uh, twenty five cigars for twenty twenty three. I know uh, Nick Gervais has been posting it in the Parishioners Group first. So if you want to uh, find out what those cigars are, I know number three comes out uh, on December 27th, which is the day after this episode drops. And it continues on until uh, December 29th when uh, on that episode I will reveal what the uh, top cigar of the year is. And um, we're also on Twitter slash X where I don't really do a whole lot, but Nick keeps telling me I need to do stuff there. YouTube where you can watch this. And guys, if you haven't yet, sign up for that newsletter. It's coming soon. Uh, head on over to cigarpulpit.com. There's a little pop-up thing that comes up when you go there. And you can, uh, if you haven't signed up for it, you can put in your email address. I promise I won't spam you. It's going to come out one time a week. And uh, I'm working to try and generate you know, the content for it, try and get some uh, assistance uh, with... Uh, populating that that newsletter with stuff that you're going to you know be interested in and uh that'll be launching in uh in january so be on the look if you're already signed up be on the lookout in your email inbox for that 
And Luke, where can people follow you? Because I know you do your reviews uh, online. Yeah, I do. I'm on, as of now, I'm uh, always on Instagram. as my 635mm. Follow me. Try to get some buddies to follow me because Instagram is horrible with uh, cigar content. It's really bad. And uh, Nick, obviously Nick, uh, Nick uh, Gervais uh, kind of pushing the X on me. So I am there now. Oh, are uh, you? Kind of trend- yeah, I'm just kind of trying to transpose all my stuff onto it uh, slowly but surely and see how that goes. But definitely a, a lack of censorship uh, on, on that uh, particular social media. I'm not sure if the cigar world is, is, is going to uh, adopt it as their their next phase, but hopefully it's uh, so on both now. All right. So we need, And uh, on X, you are my 635 millimeter as well? Yes. All right. So that's my sticks three five mm. For those of you who are actually yes. like looking for how it's spelled out, it's not the full words. Millimeter. Yes, in, in reference to the film, the good old fashioned days. Oh, the old film days. I used to love developing film in the dark room. Same here. Yeah, <laughs> it, was a, it was a good time. It was a good time. Ah, oh, well, fun. Well, I am in the. Uh, little nub end of the West Tampa Tobacco Black. That leather component to the smoking experience has remained. However, some pepper has crept into the smoking experience itself. I'm going to do a last little minute retro hail here. And, uh... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, it is definitely <laughs> ramped up. Ramped up in the retro... Oh, it's lingering in the nostrils. Um... Yeah, that pepper component has definitely ramped up on the retro hail. Oh my, that it's just not wanting to go away, and uh, it's just lingering in the nostrils there. But, um, but no, it's it's fantastic cigar, and uh, it was number four on the parishioners list this year. It was number one on the parishioners list ne- uh, last year. What took the top three spots? You'll find out here soon. Um, so we'll uh, we'll go from there. Well, Luke. Thank you so much for taking time out. I really do appreciate it. Anytime. My pleasure. Good times as always. Good times to talk to the uh, parishioners. And, and hopefully uh, everyone gets to um, think about maybe showing up for the Pulpit Fest. I know it's a little early, but well, it's uh, not too, make some plans, man. It's not too early to go ahead and uh, make plans. And you know what? I'm going to go ahead and do this. My dad and I were talking about it when he and I were uh together here recently uh and he's been telling me i need to plant a flag in the ground and start making plans so i'm just gonna go ahead and say it pulpit fest 2024 will take place over the weekend of september 20th through the 22nd so the third weekend of september will be pulpit fest 2024 so guys you can go ahead mark your calendars now make an effort i am working to come up with some different things for pulpit fest this year it's going to be uh, it's been typically very casual um kind of piggybacking off the riverman event and things of that nature um but uh you know next year uh 2024 um, i'm trying to work to maybe see if we can get some manufacturers to come by uh hang out with us and just talk about you know their brands and kind of the process you know give you guys that one-on-one experience with some manufacturers so that you can uh you can actually talk and meet with the guys and and find out more about the cigar making process 
and just everything that goes into it. But, you know, I, I want to make it more of an experience. Um, not that it hasn't been a good experience in the past. I mean, I had a great time with you this year, Luke. That was great. Awesome. No complaints. But, uh, I love travel. I love, uh, I love that region. You guys love food, man. We do love, love food. food. We do love our food. But, uh, I love food. But yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, to 2024. And the nice thing about September in in uh, St. Louis is that uh, we're past the heat of the summer for the most part. Um, by September, uh, it's not nearly as stupid hot out as it is in August. The problem with October, it's a roll of the dice. You don't know if you're going to get decent weather or you're going to get crappy weather. So that late September time period, it works out really, really well typically. So um go ahead mark your calendars september 20th through the 22nd is pulpit fest 2024 so i I, well and i guess that's also the weekend before the new england cigar festival so you know nick gervais you're gonna have to plan this out you know so that you can uh you can figure out both but uh yep uh september just works out really well here so anyway well um luke happy new year buddy you as well and uh, I will have to look into some of the cigars that you brought up today because uh, there are well, some vice, other... vice versa, man. Oh, well, there's, maybe there's we can... tons. Of... I got a big list. Yeah, maybe we can do a trade. You know, I'll put together a little little care package to send your way with some of the stuff that I named off, and you know, whatever. But anyway, well, guys, unless you have anything else, Luke, I'm good. All right. Well, then, guys, uh, hang on. Let me uh, hit that. Had a little alert come up on my iPad there telling me my battery's getting low, which means it's perfect timing to say that this has been another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm Nick. I'm Luke. Everybody stay safe and stay smoky. Mm-hmm.